Hey, this is the Last Coffee House. We are doing something a little different today. We're going to talk about the election. It's really different from kind of the uh, tone that we would usually have here. I'm actually really hungry. I Have any of you guys read that story? It was by Jonathan Swift. What was it called? Uh, a Modest Proposal? Anybody read that? Anyway, so the point here is that the election was completely valid with uh, zero evidence of fraud. So we're going to go through it. Now, just to make sure it's clear, we've got a context here. We knew ahead of time that this was the most contentious election in history <laughs> and against the most hysterically hated president in history. And this is also in the context of polls having the president dead in the water and that curiously turned out to be wrong in some cases by not just double digits, but 17 or more percentage points, which after 2016, you would think that would be uh, impossible and unheard of to be that wrong and consistently wrong across all of the major polling organizations except for one, as far as I know. Okay, so we're going to do a little bit of a breakdown. Now, there are anecdotes. Of course, none of these anecdotes are evidence of voter fraud. They just can't be. So there were poll witnesses who specifically told Project Veritas, which is a, an investigative organization, that they were told to backdate late ballots with the election day, November 3rd. So to stamp the ballots that had come in late or ballots that didn't have a postmark or something like that, they were supposed to stamp those. Uh, there were apparently witnesses that were on camera saying this. Uh, the two I saw initially were obscured, their face and their voice. One later uh, gave his name. As far as I'm aware, at my count, there were 131 affidavits in Michigan related to um, election issues. And of course, anecdotes. These are all anecdotes. So they could not, of course, be evidence of voter fraud. Now, there are witnesses, part of a number of those affidavits, who specifically said that GOP observers were barred entirely in some cases, and in others pushed back 60 or so feet so they couldn't see what was going on. And this was, in some cases, in contravention of orders issued by the court that said the GOP observers needed to be within six feet of what was going on. Now, there are videos of these things, and there are videos of people with binoculars trying to look on, and videos of putting up barricades to increase distance and blocking out uh, vote-counting rooms and that sort of thing. But, of course, none of that is evidence. You know, let's, let's be clear on that one. There are people who have passed on, who apparently have requested received and sent in ballots. Of course, those are anecdotes and are not evidence. Now, in places like Nevada, there have been allegations that some 6,000, I saw one count of 3,000, one count of 6,000, people from out of state actually voted in Nevada. So that would have been illegal. And since there's no evidence of voter fraud, that, of course, could not be the case. There was a video I saw, uh, specifically, of a ballot counter getting frustrated and uh, taking his frustrating out, frustration out on a piece of paper that was in front of him. He was in the midst of, of what it looked like was counting ballots. He expressed his frustration and uh, flipped off the paper in front of him, crumpled it up, and tossed it aside. Now, of course, that's not evidence of voter fraud. It could very well easily be a menu for the Chinese place that had Szechuan spelled wrong or something like that. So no evidence there. But to move on, now, some people have alleged that the numbers are a bit out of whack for purposes of this, this particular election and that that is somehow of significance in this question. So we'll look at some of the numbers. Now, the president actually dramatically outperformed 2016, you know, after his um, obviously destructive and horrendous presidency that was the worst of all time. He outperformed 2016 by several million votes. He increased with every demographic except for white men. Joe Biden has officially, by several million, received more votes than any presidential candidate ever. 
more than Obama in 2008, where Obama won, I think, 365 electoral votes. Now, there were some counties in some of the swing states where Biden got a ton of votes, uh, where turnout would end up being, you know, 90% in these places, where the average turnout over the past many elections was somewhere around 65%. There were actually uh, 353 counties, which totaled 1.8 million greater turnout than registered voters. Now, of course, this couldn't be evidence for anything, because there is no evidence. Now, the first several million votes, you know, and in some states, uh, they just got through the count, and that was that. The first several million votes uh, took a night, you know, just a handful of hours to get those counts in. And the last couple hundred thousand in a lot of these places took multiple days. Of course, that doesn't mean anything. Now, Biden underperformed Hillary in virtually every single metro, major metro area in the country. Oddly enough, except for the ones where Trump was way ahead and that were battleground states. So places like Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. And ironically, all Democratic strongholds when it came to the major metropolitan area that was being counted, not necessarily the state itself. Of course, that's not evidence of voter fraud because there is no evidence. There's some uh, weird voting patterns that came up. One of those is there are certain, what are they called, bellwether counties. So there'll be particular counties that uh, have always or almost always, if one candidate won that county, then they always won the state. Or if one candidate won that state, like in Ohio, then they always won the election. And it turns out that in this particular election, all those bellwether situations just kind of got flipped on their head. So there would be particular counties that uh, it would be like all of the last of the previous elections for president, uh, except for two, I think there was. If the president won those counties, then they won the election. But that wasn't the case here. In addition, there were a number disproportionate number of ballots that did not have down-ballot selections. So generally, when you vote, you're going to fill out the whole thing. You, know, you pick your top of the ticket and you go all the way down. Now, the average for this over, you know, historically throughout elections, the average for the incidences where there was no down-ballot vote was about 3%. So that was the average. That's our baseline. In Virginia, we've got a situation where Biden had 277,000 votes in a particular area, and the Democratic senator, the lower ticket, had 181,000 votes. So that's 277 versus 181. That's a, that's a big difference between, you know, that's a lot of people who just picked president and that's it. For Trump, it was 257,000 votes, and the Republican senator, 255. So that was a difference of 2,000 out of 250,000. For Biden, again, it was 277 to 181. So that was a difference of, can't do math. Obviously, it wouldn't matter if I could. This isn't evidence of anything. But 277 versus 181, that's a, you know, a difference of 90-something thousand, 90,000 versus 2,000 difference. So the average for all elections historically was 3%. In this election, it was 18%. Again, not evidence of anything. Now, because I don't understand statistics or math or anything like that, then I, I can't make any sense of this whole deal here. Uh, apparently, when you plot the total relationships, when it comes to the votes received for Biden, the votes received for Trump, before a 4 a.m. on the day after election, you know, the disputed kind of time area, the scatter plot looks normal. So before that, it looks normal. It looks exactly how you'd expect it when it comes to just random numbers that are just coming in. But then after 4 a.m., once Biden has taken his lead in those contested states, and is making big jumps in other states, then you have a different relationship. There's, instead of it being scattered and looking random, there are linear relationships that are showing up in a lot of the vote counting. Again, you know, not evidence of anything. 
Now, there's another contest. Obviously, we talked about how Biden uh, completely outperformed Obama, just demolished him by several million votes, which I remember the time. I mean, at the time, 2008, it seemed like a whole new world. It seemed like a massive mandate. And I mean, they got both houses too, didn't they? So anyway, but uh, here, other than the presidency, Republicans had a fantastic night. So in the House and retaining Senate seats, and even though they were supposed to be down by... I mean, they flipped... How many have they flipped so far in the House? There were several, like five. But there are a lot more that are still still going. And then the Senate, they were supposed to be down by double digits in a lot of these races, like Susan Collins. And yet they won. So they did really well down ballot, and then really poorly, at least relatively, when it came to the president. Then other, you know, whatever numbers, um, there was a, there's this thing, Benford's Law. Again, I don't understand math or statistics, so this is something where you count the, the incidences, the rate of incidences of the first digit says something about the way numbers naturally come in. It's a way that they determine when there are fraudulent elections in places like Iran and determine the IRS uses it. So uh, you look at this and apparently, apparently Biden's are the only numbers that don't actually follow this law. You know, everybody else does, so Trump and senators, etc. And Jorgensen, uh, they follow this, this law, but Biden's don't. Again, doesn't, doesn't mean anything. And weirdly, no, not weirdly, I mean, no, it's fine, doesn't mean anything, but it's, uh, Wikipedia actually um, edited the post on, on the Wikipedia page of Benford's law to talk about how there were problems with it, and they happened to do this about a day after it was uh, being discussed relative to the election. So, you know, again, uh, doesn't mean anything. There were some other, like, little things. Like, there's Antrim County, where Trump beat Hillary by 30 points, apparently, originally, but it actually had Biden beating Trump by 29 points. And then they said there was a, there was a massive error, where Biden actually received votes that were supposed to go to Trump. Now, obviously, that, that's just a, that's a one-off error, so that doesn't mean anything. They, they found it, they fixed it, and that's, it was a glitch. Done. Now, apparently the same software is used in 47 counties and every contested state. This particular software was actually turned down by Texas because they said that it had a lot of flaws and uh, security issues. And I, I watched a video of some guy on the internet, you know, I don't know who he is, some guy in Dallas, apparently. But he was going through piece by piece and showing how incredibly bad this software was when it came to security and pointing out, you know, with uh, a bunch of fancy-looking flowcharts and all this technical jargon. Now, I have no idea what any of it means, but it's obviously not evidence for anything. So so that was one glitch. I mean, so you move on from that. Now, apparently, there are people who say there are, are some glitches in, in other, other places, you know, so so there's, there were 6,000 votes in Michigan. There were the uh, Oakland County, Michigan had another uh, vote switch. It was a glitch. You know, it must have been a glitch that actually changed the winner from uh, Democrat to Republican when they when they fixed it. So again, glitch. Pennsylvania, there was a, a 19,958 vote glitch. You know, you can actually, you actually, you could see this one happen live in the voting totals. Came to the coverage, you could see this one happening. But it's it's a glitch. Obviously, we only had the one glitch. But these are these are other. These are other glitches. Um, that apparently, there was one in, in Georgia uh, where they had a similar glitch, you know, same software. There's one in Wisconsin, 13,400 votes. Uh, another one in Wisconsin, Rock County, uh, 9,516 votes. And weirdly, I mean, okay, so you fix these votes and then it turns out that there's another one actually right before recording this that, uh, that I, I saw that was in Pennsylvania for 32,615 votes. Uh, and once you clear up the vote switching that's going on here, it actually puts the lead for Biden at 1,500. 
1,508 instead of, you know, 40,000, whatever it was, in the entirety of Pennsylvania. So, um, you know, obviously we know that those aren't those are mistakes. It's not, it's not real. It doesn't actually mean anything. It's not evidence of anything. It's just, you know, it's there. And yes, so the guy talking about the, the software that was being used, uh, he, he specifically said it was, it was really easy to manipulate the votes. And you do that without being traced and that the servers are actually in Germany. And turns out it's partially owned by Diane Feinstein's husband or something like that and it's been used by the Clintons, whatever. All right, so we can ignore it because I only saw a handful of instances where it was recorded live that votes were actually switching. So you'd have the same amount of votes, like the 19,958, they, they were being deducted from Trump and added to Biden. Now, I only saw this a few times, and obviously the differences between votes is way more than, you know, tens of thousands of votes, so, so that's not going to be an issue. So then you got all these outlandish allegations about GOP observers not being allowed in major Pennsylvania counties, blocking the view of the actual vote count right around the time that uh, Biden was, you know, getting this lead. Um, and it turns out, again, more numbers, who knows why these are the way that they are, but obviously it's not evidence of any kind of fraud or anything like that. So uh, in 2020, the rejection rate of Pennsylvania mail-in ballots is actually 25 times lower than in 2016. So that's 25 times lower than 2016. They're keeping way, way, way more ballots. Doesn't mean anything. Okay. So then you got Michigan, uh, some stuff going on in Michigan, which is um, a perfectly perfect vote counting election system is what's going on in Michigan. Um, so around 5 a.m. on November 4th, data firm Decision Desk HQ updated the vote count for Michigan, adding 138,339 votes to Biden, uh, but zero to Trump or to anybody else. Jorgensen didn't get any more either. So that's 138,000. So people question it. Uh, about 40 minutes later, Decision Desk posted another update that subtracted a bunch from Biden and added some to Trump and... Uh, said it was a clerical error in Shawasi, Shawasi County, and that's what caused it. There was a clerical error there. Now, I think the county actually blames decision desk, but, you know, who knows. And then you got a couple of regular updates, 554, 605 AM, got some regular ones. Then 618, there was a, another update, uh, which added 158,902 to Biden and 29,000 to Trump. So it's a pretty exceptionally high ratio. So we can see that in this particular area of Michigan, there was a, a lot of enthusiasm. And, uh, you know, there's a coincidence that there was the air earlier that has nothing to do with anything. But um, a lot of enthusiasm for Biden in this particular area. So then we got a bunch of lawsuits, you know, a bunch of flailing with sworn affidavits from poll workers in Detroit who would talk about uh, fabricating proof of residency and backdating ballots. And one of them says she was specifically asked personally to backdate ballots. She's lying, obviously. Issues with no matching signatures. They didn't do the signature matching uh, to make sure the ballots were authentic. About 450,000 ballots were counted with no G GOP observer allowed to witness the counting. 450,000. Of course, that's not very much. I mean, last I looked, it, what was it? it was like 40,000 difference, something like that. So 450,000 is, of course, uh, far less than the 40,000 that would need to be made up. So we don't have to worry about that. There are allegations that uh, one party was allowed to cure ballots but the other one wasn't. So they would contact the party bosses and tell them that there was actually an issue with the ballots that came in. And so they would get the party bosses of one particular party, but not the other one, to go and cure these ballots. You know, there's this actually this one situation, too, where there were these couple anomalies, uh, alleged anomalies in Pennsylvania. One where uh, Trump just, uh, for no 
reason that's evident. Uh, he had 10,000 votes just deducted. Uh, this didn't happen to Biden throughout the night. And then Biden received, a little time after that, uh, 27,000 votes. And that was, I mean, that's sufficient to uh, beat the spread. So just those two anomalies, you know, you forget everything else that was that was talked about that isn't evidence of, of anything, of course. And these just two anomalies would have been sufficient to uh, flip the state, the entire state. I mean, so as we've seen, uh, none of this is evidence of fraud because there is no evidence of fraud. But thank you very much for listening. Uh, I'm sorry this was a, a kind of a weird episode. Shouts to Jonathan Swift, and I will see you on the next one. This is The Last Coffee House. Goodbye. Bye.